All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Looks like the first half of the games. A uh, good 90% of the games are completed here in the NFL. Welcome to Sportscope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Uh, really good wins. Good play by Russell Wilson, Seattle. Uh, Buffalo looked as advertised. A lot of the teams, I tell you, when you go back and look at that Colts team, Phillip Rivers, I can say that I was definitely right. He does look like a guy showing his age, even in week one, against a team that is playing for the number one pick. But, you know, but first, let, let's start off with, with, with the two of the biggest stars, two Hall of Famers in the game. I'll get to Joe Burrow, guy looking like a seasoned veteran out there. No training camp, no mini camps, uh, you know, rolling in, doing the COVID, doing a lot of this on Zoom calls, and this guy's out there throwing BBs. That was a bad push-off call. That should have been a play on. I don't think that call against A.J. Green should have been called. Uh, but I, I tell you what, this guy is the real deal, and don't – don't you get distracted by well let's start off with the biggest game of course it is the saints and the bucks and i'll tell you this the lack of training camp and uh, bruce arians wanting to overthink this game and establish the run early not to get brady hit uh cost them this team early and uh, i saw it in the first quarter I'm thinking to myself, you cannot run on this team. The film says you cannot run on this team. And Bruce Arians said, no, we're going to run on this team. Uh, there's there's going to be some in-house fighting there. I can see that already between Tom Brady and this coaching staff. Uh, but I'll say this. The Saints look good. But like Troy Aitman said, I still see these two teams in the NFC Championship game. I totally agree with that. They should not have established the run that early. I feel like they probably should have simply just let Tom Brady beat Tom Brady, use those weapons, use all those short passing weapons. Uh, I did not like the game plan whatsoever. Both teams tried to play the ball in the middle, play the game middle, middle of the field. Of course, the Saints with the home field advantage, more continuity as a team you can tell that that comes to play to the game uh brady's off key you know he's wanting to wear some of these guys out but he's with a new team new organization new way of doing things he's probably going to have a private conversation say listen i've got to work with these guys and, and uh, they're not running the right routes we can't sit there and keep this game uh if, if the running's not there Myself and Bel Coach Belichick, we, we we throw ever down if we have to. And you can see that uh, early on, early on. You could see the frustration with Brady and and and, and, um, and his body language. So I think this is only a two-year deal for the, for the get-go. I think they will work it out. They're going to be 100 times better. They do have... Ronald Jones is going to be good. Fournette came there a week and a half ago. He's only been there two weeks. But I think this team will make gradual, major improvements. The, uh, the score is not 
an implication. The flip side, Emmanuel Sanders takes a lot of pressure off of Mike Thomas. You've got the running game. You've got the tight end across the middle. They've got options, but I know that Breeze is going to show his age towards the end of the season. He's going to look more like Phillip Rivers. Maybe the same for Brady, but I think the weapons for this team, for this Tampa team, are going to play out as this season goes along. I like their front seven a heck of a lot better than I do this Tampa team. I think they just they just they they tried to they got way too conservative for a Bruce Arians coach team. I don't know what they were thinking. Won't establish the run that early. That looked like a Tom Coughlin uh, with the Giants back in the early Eli days. Way too much running game when the run is not there. Uh, but hey, you know what? This is the real world we're in right now, a, a world that we can't have people at the stadium. We can't uh, gather and, 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 and do these type of um, meetings like we normally want to. Uh, all their routines have been thrown off. There were some great moments, but you can tell the sloppiness was there. And the flip side, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick, uh, this, this Patriot team, they had lost – Nine players on defense. They lost their offensive line coach. They lost, um, oh, God, they've, they've lost offensive linemen. They've lost uh, players opted out for the COVID stuff. Cam Newton comes in two or three weeks into camp, and they beat Miami like that when Miami made upgrades. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Brian Flores did not have his guys ready, and maybe they were listening to guys like me saying that they're going to win this. They, I thought they should have won that game by 11 points, the Miami Dolphins. It's in September. you got a veteran quarterback. You've got more starters coming back. You've got players that you're paying at the cornerback position. You have extended players. You won the last game up there. You know what Cam Newton's going to do, and you could not stop it. And then the flip side – uh, all those replacements, and Fitzpatrick had in, multiple interceptions. He couldn't get nobody open. Uh, it, that that is a very impressive. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I still don't think they're going to win that division. I still like Buffalo. Buffalo was dominant. Uh, they they got a little complacent there towards the uh, towards the middle of that, but. Uh, that was a really impressive one, uh, win by Bill Belichick, and that was a big confidence builder by um, by the Patriots there. About yeah, by the Patriots. I, I, that's that, that was unbelievable, and it goes to show you how much work behind this game is needed. It, it's uh, it's a lot of moving parts when you're playing eleven on eleven uh, in the NFL. It, it, it's um, it's like running the orchestra, and it's like running a major factory. And for Bill Belichick to get all those players in, in that, that was unbelievable. Okay, other games, other games. Like I said in the headline, Joe Burrow, I mean, what I just said, no training count, uh, very no mini counts, uh, no preseason games. And this guy, Joe Burrow, coming in there. Now, of course, he got sacked a few times. 
you're playing against two of the better Pat Melvin Ingram and, and Joey Bolsa, and you're playing like that. Now, I told everybody that, of course, they lost that game. But, you know, we got A.J. Green, you got John Ross, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon's re-signed, and that was a bad call. They should have won that game. But uh, he's I'm impressed with him. He He's a natural. He has picked this game up just like he left LSU and he just went into another team with, with, with pros in it. I mean, uh, Joe Burrow was the most impressed I've been with, with, with the player other than Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson, I said he's going to be my MVP favorite. I said that, uh, uh, of course, we're in week one. Anything can happen. This is just week one, everybody. Uh, that that Josh Allen was going to be the sleeper there. But but Burrow, I, I, he was one of the most impressive players that I saw this week for, for a young player. I mean, that, that was unbelievable for him to do that. Against that defense, too, with all those cornerbacks. I know Darwin James was out, but they've got some some of the really some better uh cornerbacks um in the in the entire national football league doing things a little bit out of order um arizona san francisco okay uh you could tell that no debo samuel they let emmanuel sanders leave uh their lack of continuity with, with, with this san francisco team too much running not enough chemistry there with the receivers. They're going to, they're going to have to need some receivers when this Frisco team. I mean, they, these guys look like they wouldn't get open. I, I thought that they would be able to scheme a way to get George Kittle the ball more. Uh, Bourne didn't have the game that I thought he would, and and it cost them. I mean, with that defensive line, they got everything. But, you know, it made me think about it. And when you look at the other side and you look at um, – you look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the way he looked for, with, with Kyler Murray, this is the value of receivers. General managers around the league are looking at this and saying, you know what, this really is the future of the league. I mean, um, I know the teeth of the game is what you want to, the teeth of the team is where you want to start and where you want to put your money. That is left tackle. Offensive line, defensive line. And you saw that, and I called that in the Washington game, but I'll get to that in a minute. That, But but the way these rules are being called, this is a, uh, a skill position league. They don't want you hitting the quarterbacks. The receivers are, are – uh, there was a double wide receiver head down in that Cincinnati game, and then the uh, – Defensive back, a double call there. This is becoming more and more of a skill position wide receiver game because everything is quick titch, twitch, throw, catch. And if you're not a extremely athletic, extremely accurate quarterback, that you're going to need help. You've seen what Garoppolo did, and then and. I still like this team to win the division, but uh, that was a huge win for Seattle and, and a not and an unfortunate loss for San Francisco. San Francisco is going to have to get on the wire. They're going to have to go out and get a receiver. They, they may make a trade within the next three weeks for a player. 
And a team like Cincinnati, who I personally think is flooded with them, between Ross and, and T. Higgins and A.J. Green, they're, they're flooded with players. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make a move to try to get another wide out. But we'll see how that's going to work out. Uh, that was impressive win by Kyler Murray and this coaching staff. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, the clock is ticking. I like his stance, by the way, on, on the national anthem. I thought that was a, a leadership move. But all that gets thrown under the bridge when you look that bad against – I mean, I know Baltimore is good and everything, but they summed up their offensive line. And two, you gotta, we got running backs like Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb with, with Hooper, with Beckham, and Landry. Now, again, this is his fourth uh, head coach in a short period of time. But, I mean, they got beat 38-6, to six, you know. And uh, remember, Earl Thomas is out for, for, for uh, Baltimore. Baker Mayfield, the clock is ticking, my friend. The clock is ticking. And that was a bad showing. Uh, he looked out of sorts. Uh, he's still, he's supposed to be lighter. I can tell he's lighter, but he still looks slow. Maybe it was just a bad week. Uh, I don't know what I'll react, but that was a bad outing right there. That, that was a really, really bad outing. Uh, considering the weapons and the offensive line that this team has, that's not good. That is not good for Mayfield. Uh, the clock is ticking on this guy. We're going to see how that works out going forward. But um, I, I just um, – that beats all I've ever seen. I, I thought this game would be uh, maybe a 24-27 uh, type of game, maybe a 10-point game with Cleveland considering the weapons and the firepower they have. So not good. Okay. Eagles. Okay, Eagles. Lane Johnson was out. Uh Right tackle, they're, they're, they had a guard that was out for the season. And like I said, before this game, moved 38-year-old Jason Peters to, uh, to left. Ashton Jeffrey, who was hurt last year, didn't play in this game. Again, lack of speed in receivers. Uh, Miles Sanders out. The flip side, I mean, we're talking eight sacks here. By seven different offense, defensive linemen for uh, Washington. I called that upset. I said that this team right here, they're gonna they're gonna manhandle this offensive line. This 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 Washington team, uh, led by Ron Rivera with Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Montez. I mean, it's going on and on and on against that defensive line. Uh, they shut these guys out in the second half, and this opens it up for Dallas. Uh, I mean, I, I think maybe the the this is a 50-50 game. I'll give the edge to the Rams. It can go either way. But this Washington team, now, of course, Haskins didn't look that great. But that defensive line, that's that's why I don't think that Philadelphia is going to make the playoffs. That I, It's hard to find offensive line and put them together that quick. Uh, Wentz has already gotten hurt in camp. And now Hurts, Hurts, Jalen Hurts is hurt. Uh, with Hurt coming into this game, 
and you put McCown in there, he's a stick man in there. So uh, Philadelphia is, is um, on the outside looking in. It's a lot of football left. I get it. Uh, they can make a move and go get another offensive lineman. But I called that one. Go back and listen to my uh, – I actually mentioned that on Fantasy Scope this morning. Uh, Bears, the secondary – Matt Patricia, another guy, clock ticking on it. He's uh, – they traded away Darius Slay, uh, Akula, whatever his last name is. That other corner was out, their, their top first-round pick. And it cost them. Anthony Miller running out wide open towards the end there. Mitch Trubisky. Got pressure on him. He played well, but it's more about an indictment on the the moves that, that, that the Lions made and Matt Patricia not being able to get along with these players. He Between him and Dan Quinn of Atlanta, which I'm going to get to in a minute, those are your two to get going. Those are your two that's going to be on, the, I mean, pending on ownership and how much they got put back financially because the, the league is not going to make a lot of money this year. Those empty stadiums are pretty depressing. Uh, but I tell you, I tell you know, Detroit, Detroit is um, uh, they're, they're just Detroit, you know. I mean, they're going to have to get a new coach. I would trade Stafford and, and, uh, and start over again, unfortunately, for them. It's a good win for the Bears. I'm not sure if I'm going to put Mitch Trubisky as the starter for the season. He's safe for now. He's safe for a few weeks. But uh, that was more of an indictment on, on the secondary and the lack of continuity with that Detroit team, in my opinion. I saw that one coming in. Okay, Seattle-Atlanta. Um, Atlanta was 1-6 last year. They started off 1-6. and six, And I thought to myself, with Seattle – uh, with all the defensive players Atlanta picked up in the offseason, uh, another year with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst was a good signing there. Uh, Todd Gurley looked good early. I thought Atlanta would keep these guys in check and, and win that game. It was a seven-point game last year. I thought with the early start time and, and, and Matt Ryan and everybody, I thought this Atlanta team would play way better than what they did. Uh, like I said, Pickles, um, they were one and six last year. So I figured they'd be motivated and they, I figured that they would be on top of Seattle the way that Seattle was on top of them. And the fully opposite happened. Jamal Adams turned out to be a great pickup for them. Uh, he, he is playing that Cam Chancellor type of role and just like always with Matt Ryan, he seems to be one of these players that you have to remind him that the game started at noon, you know, not to, uh, you know, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name pickles that played for, uh, that coach or that, uh, Oh God, what's the guy's name in basketball that calls the games. He's got those funny stories and stuff, but Matt Ryan, is yeah Dan Quinn yeah yeah Dan Quinn is going to him and and the uh, Matt Patricia are your two right there between this year and next year, but Matt Ryan 
it, it looked he looked good towards the second half when they're down by three touchdowns. Bill Walton, yeah. Yeah, somebody needs to tell Matt Ryan the game started at noon. He should have been aggressive, getting Julio the ball early. That's what kills me with these coaches. You know, I don't know if it's a lack of alpha with some of these quarterbacks, but you're John Elway's, your Peyton Manning's, uh, in some cases, you're, you're Tom, even your Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, when they see the run is not there, they're going to audible, and they're going to get you in line to make the play. They're very complacent and the opposite. I mean, Russell Wilson looked like the MVP of the league today. I mean, he was money. You know, he makes the perfect timing. Uh, he has no offensive line. He was sacked many times. Uh, he has a one of those super conservative Pete Carroll coaches. And this dude is the MVP. He, I said it last. He should have won it last year. You know, uh, there, there is no excuse for Atlanta to get beat like that at home. But Dan Quinn does not know what buttons to push. And Matt Ryan, like I said before this season start, Atlanta, Detroit, they need to look. They, they need to look towards getting a quarterback. I mean, that he, he's one of those guys. He, he just. Um, he sides to play in the middle of the second half, you know. And, and, of course, the running game, they're playing on a short time zone there, and they're running the ball. That's just lack of physicality from Atlanta. And Atlanta just looked out of place in that game. That's the second time they looked out of place. You don't get beat like that at home. With, those kind, with, 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 with that offensive line, which is well above average Atlanta's, uh, between uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst. Todd Gurley looked pretty good today. Uh, their defensive players that they picked up in, in free agency and the draft, there is no excuse to be playing like that. You know, uh, I can understand if a lot of these players got hurt a couple a week or two before the game started. Um, the, the points that Atlanta gave up should have been what New England gave up. The Belichick just, you know, that's the difference between Belichick and everybody. He showed today. It's just one week, but he showed today what he's all about. You know, he looked better than advertised. I've had him on some of my fantasy teams, but you know, that team right there, uh, Seattle looks good. You know, I, I think I think San Francisco make a few moves, but. Seattle today, they look like the best team in the West right now. I know Arizona slid by Frisco, but Seattle looked like the, the best team in that division. Um, going through every games, that really caught my attention. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, Buffalo. Said Buffalo's going to play well. Uh, Allen missed a wide open receiver. They still won. They look like game busters out there. They're only going to get better, Buffalo. The flip side, the Jets, uh, they're just a team that's just, you know, uh, out of sorts. I'll give Adam Gase a little bit more time. But uh, Buffalo is the class there. The Patriots are going to give them a run. Miami wasn't ready to play today. That Miami was not. Miami was listening to guys like me about the, the missing links of the Patriots, and they got punched in the face today. They, they – 
They thought they had a plan until they got punched in the face. That's what Mike Tyson used to say. Uh, but Buffalo, I still like Buffalo to win that division. Okay, Green Bay. I said before this game, Minnesota has a lot of missing parts in their secondary. They had to replace most of their secondary. They have to replace multiple players on defense. And they have a quarterback who's limited. And Kirk Cousins, I don't know why they signed Kirk Cousins to an extension. I guess because they didn't find they felt like they couldn't get nobody else, you know. I mean, he's the last date they could get to the prom. Uh, no other girls wanted to go out with, with the Vikings, you know. Uh, but the, the Packers look good. Uh, they're not great. They give up 34 points, you know. Uh, but Minnesota, they, they, you know, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he, he just couldn't do nothing. I mean, you, you can run on this Green Bay team and um, – and Le'Veon Bell, you know, he's playing like a quarterback, like a uh, running back that you gave a big contract to that's held out. That's what Le'Veon Bell looks like. Uh, he's not motivated, you know. And if I was Adam Gase and that and that general man, I'd love to get rid of him. Nobody, they can't do nothing with that contract. I would have never signed him like that. But, yeah, Green Bay jumped all over Minnesota today. And now I like the head coach there, but when you got Kirk Cousins, you got Kirk Cousins. You're limited. You know, you got Adam Thielen. You've got a couple of tight ends. You got a great running game. And and that's it. That's pretty much it. I mean, of course, Davin Cook, they gave him another contract, which I just don't know why these guys do that, but they do it in this league. Hold on, everybody. I got to restart my um, – overall, 